Good morning, everyone. It's really good to see you. Welcome to Lero Baptist Church uh, this morning and uh, welcome to my co-presenter. Jane, are you there? Yeah, morning, morning, morning. morning. How are you? Very well, very well. Excited about the snow falling. Well, there's a little bit in the air, isn't there? And it's, yeah. uh, it'll see what happens. But um, yeah. I think if, uh, if, if you and I were sort of five years old, we might be very excited at this point. No, I am very excited. You are very excited. Irrespective. It's not an age thing. I am very excited. Yeah, I, yeah, I know there's... Uh, I understand some of the chat that's been going on in your home group, WhatsApp group this morning. There's a lot of people in your home group of varying ages yes. that seem to be excited by a little bit of snow. So uh, yeah. that's yeah. good. It's great to see you. Um, you're going to be with us for the rest of the morning. Let us pray. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and, and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, for his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the flock under his care. Amen. Thanks, Jane. Pleasure. I know you lost transmission there for a bit. I did, I did. Um, there was a, little a bit <laughs> Yeah, there was a lovely smile from Claire at the end of that song. Oh. I don't know if we we're able to get a still of that, but a number of people have, have commented on that. And let's have a look at some of the comments. There's all sorts of people uh, saying hello. Uh, those comments are going to uh, run along the bottom of the screen. Uh, various things saying about the snow. Uh, it's uh, it's still fairly light, but uh, who knows what might happen uh, later on. I'm going to set a question this morning, Jane, and uh, I'm going to put you on the spot because I'm mm. going to ask you if you know the artist who uh, um, who uh, who wrote the song that this is a quote from. And the, the quote is this, why does sorry seem to be the hardest word? Now, that's my question for us oh. to engage with this morning. Do you, do you know who it was? I think it might be Elton John. Well, yeah, he sung it. Words written by Bernie Taupin. He's, yeah. uh, he's Wordsmith, who's been working with him for mm -hmm. years. But, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, words uh, sung by Elton John, written uh, by Bernie. And it would be great if people could engage with that this morning. That's the question. I'm going to make reference to it a little bit uh, later on uh, while I chat. So we're going to say hello to Ewan, who I think is taking part later on. Good morning, Ewan. Morning. Morning, you, Ewan. Sir? Pardon? How are you? Oh, I'm all right, thank you. How's lockdown learning and all that sort of stuff going for you? It's it's definitely challenging. I do prefer in school, but it's not going too bad. Good, good. And are you a, a sort of... Um, and now this is a confession I'm going for. It. Are you a sort of uh, I'll learn in my pyjamas sort of person or are you a get up, go out, go for a four mile run, come back, shower and then start learning sort of person? Um, I'm probably much more pyjama one, yeah. It's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, interesting uh, to get uh, various people's 
sort of characters. So you, we're going to see you a bit later on, but uh, thanks for being part this morning. That's all right. So, Jane, a lot of folk who are familiar with uh, Lee Road will know that you're our site manager. Mm -hmm. And uh, what? But many people won't have seen you for a long time because the site's been closed for much of the last 12 months, as we know. L let me ask you a question. From your perspective, how's this last 10, 11 months gone for you from a working uh, perspective? Okay. So uh, personally, I've, I think it's a real privilege to be able to work and to be able to play a part in that way. Uh, I've worked up in the office and in and around the site and been organising different things. In the summer, we had some con contractors in to do some work. Uh, but since Christmas, since lockdown three, uh, we've been quite busy, actually. And uh, some of us have been furloughed for a little bit, but we're all kind of back in work. Uh, a couple are f flexi furloughed, but we're busy. Yeah. yeah. So... The site is largely closed down. What's operating at the moment? So there may be folks thinking, oh, there's nothing going on at church. But <laughs> of course there is. Tell us, yeah. tell us what's going on. Yeah. So the first thing, the first main thing that's going on is that preschool is open. Yeah. Uh, and that was part of um, the Prime Minister's announcement uh, at the beginning of lockdown three uh, to make early settings available to every parent. So if... Parents, irrespective of whether you're a key worker or whether you've got a, a child that's a little bit vulnerable, uh, you're able to access uh, preschool. Uh, and so they're in. They're in every morning from uh, 9 until 12, Monday to Friday. And uh, we're one of the few settings in the borough which is offering a full service, um, which is brilliant. And the other thing that's br brilliant is that we haven't needed to close because of uh, any outbreak of COVID. So that's a real blessing um, here. So one only one sort of letting group, which is a specialist group, is, is using the premises. Other than that, all, all, all lettings, as far as one-off lettings, yeah. are, are closed for now. Yes. Bring us up to date with what's happening uh, with the fabulous cafe, because that's quite interesting. You and I took part in a customer survey uh, yeah. uh, exercise this week, didn't we? Yeah. We had the pleasure, friends, of uh, sampling the sandwiches, so sampling bread and fillings, and that was just really good fun. Good. Um, Fabulous Cafe have been up and running, really, since the day they took the keys for the property. So they had the keys in November, and they've been in. It's like a, a hive of activity. Anybody who has passed it now uh, will know that they've completely decorated, redecorated. It looks fabulous. It's it's kind of got a real contemporary feel to it. And um, they were really hoping to open. They were ready to open at January. So they're just a little bit forlorn and frustrated uh, that they can't open because they're ready to. And um, for those of you who are not aware, uh, the charity that has taken the lease is one called Fab Shop, and they've opened the Fabulous Cafe. Uh, but their reason for being is that they want to help uh, adults over 18 with additional needs uh, have access to volunteering and employment um, and in the retail sector and in the hospitality sector. So they are really, really keen to be um, open and operational. And uh, I have to say, I know that you and I and a couple, two or three other members of the staff team were, were invited with others to go and, and, and sample and give feedback to their, their sandwiches. And I have to say they were very good. 
And so my feedback was very positive, and I, I know yours was as well. Um, anything else going on? I mean, Food Bank, Jane, talk to us a little bit about the Food Bank. Yeah, yeah. So Food Bank uh, uh, is open again now. Uh, it's every Sunday, Monday and Wednesday between 10 and 11 at the Welcome uh, area. Um, and uh, we're just very thankful for all those people, uh, all the church folk who bring in donations. We're really thankful for there's some cheerleaders on some local uh, on on the local treat, streets uh, that have been brilliant in kind of coordinating the collection of goods from their neighbours and friends. And uh, before Christmas, the food bank said, "Whoa, we've got we've got enough." Uh, but now we're up and open and uh, really seeking to serve that community for whom kind of like there's, there's little, you know, it, it's just a bit of a desperate time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's really encouraged me, Jane, is that it's not mm-hmm. just church folk who've been bringing donations. Yeah. It's folk from the wider community. Um, certainly in early lockdown, when I was up there a couple of times, there were people regularly coming in and giving, and I know that's continued mm-hmm. Um, duet throughout uh, this season and it's it's great that people know that there's a local donation point that they can bring their bits and pieces to well look jane thanks for giving us an, an update i know that the church office has been redecorated and that's now all socially distanced and and that's working well you're going to pray for our, our, our staff and our church activities that are going on so over to you okay Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and mercy. Thank you for your protection. Thank you that preschool has been open. Thank you for the care and diligence of all the preschool workers. Would you hold those preschool workers who find themselves in difficult and demanding situations outside of their work commitments? Father, would you bless the children and their families Keep them in your loving care. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and mercy. Thank you for all the local households from which food has been donated for the food bank. Thank you for the network of food banks across this nation, providing food when all other hope has gone. Father, help us to strive to correct this inequality. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and mercy. Thank you that the fabulous cafe is ready for business. We thank you for the energy and determination of Sandra and Jenny. Would you give them patience as they wait for all those anticipating new opportunities and experiences in the cafe? Would you bless them? And Father, thank you for your faithfulness and mercy. Thank you for our staff team. Thank you for one another. Thank you that we can all play our part according to the skills and experiences you have given to us. Father, help us to work together to bring you honour and glory and to seek your kingdom. Amen. And now, to prayer. Our Father in heaven. 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 Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 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 So our first reading today is Luke chapter 15, verse 25 to 28. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. Our second reading is from Matthew, chapter 5, verses 21 to 26. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. And now back to Andrew. Thanks, Ewan. It's good to see you. So, folks, I wonder when you look in the bathroom mirror and you're scraping away or trimming the stubble or maybe you're applying the foundation or the mascara. But when you look in that bathroom mirror, what do you see? Who are you? Who am I? Ewan's just read for us, and we've just heard through him that Jesus had an amazing capacity to unveil who we are, to reveal our character, our flaws, our humanity. Here he is addressing not just how we act, but who we are. Now he goes beyond, he presses beyond behaviour that might be specifically punished by a civil law to the kind of heart that that generates such behaviour. Anger that would generate murder if unchecked. Now, although condemning anger and insults, Jesus himself, we know, expressed anger and called people fools under appropriate circumstances. Yet if we're honest, our own anger is often so easily excused as righteous and even just anger. Rather than being expressed productively, never in a manner that's harmful to someone else. 
We see in the story of two brothers, that section that Ewan just read for us. One has a complete life collapse. We know that and he realizes that he's lost his way. The other becomes angry and he becomes superior. And all of his words in that story are almost dripping with resentment. He's deeply angry and bitter at what has happened. Now, like this older brother, our relationship with God is partly contingent on how we view and treat other people. For those of us who seek to follow Jesus, when we damage our relationship with others, we also damage our relationship with God. Some years ago, we lived on a street when the children were much younger, and there were two of our neighbours that seemed to be constantly grumpy, uh, one living on one side of the street and one on the other. They never seemed to speak to anyone. Their partners did, but they didn't. But one day I had to knock on the door of one of them because of something that was happening in the street. And I discovered that this person wasn't particularly grumpy. They were just really shy. The other one, well, if I'm honest, he was just grumpy. Now, we judge each other as uh, perhaps our children had and we had in that example. We judge each other by what we can see of another person's actions. And here Jesus evaluates our motivations. Some people can act morally by society's standard because it's to their advantage to do so. But this behaviour does not necessarily imply that their hearts are better or purer than those with less social standing and incentive to behave morally. Now, although their options differ, most drug dealers operate on the same moral principles as other legitimate industries and businesses. We just give people what they want. It's not our fault if what they want isn't good for them. They all might say. However, God evaluates us not only by our deeds, but also by our intentions, our character, if you like. What we're made of when no one else sees us. And that's back to the mirror in the bathroom. So we might ask, do we expect goodness to pay off? Is being good to our advantage in God's sight, are we gaining credit with him? Do we expect goodness to pay off? If that's the case, then we need to watch out for our strong sense of superiority and judgmental attitudes. Like the elder brother, it's difficult to forgive if we feel rather superior. So we might ask something else. Do we really know ourselves? I mean, really know ourselves. How self-aware are we? Not have we read the book or gone on the course or done the training, but how self-aware are we honestly? If the older brother had just stopped for a moment and checked his character, he might have thought, I'm just as self-centered and problematic to my father as my brother. I've no right to feel superior. Now, if he had done this, he would have had the same freedom to forgive his brother as his father did. But unfortunately, that's not the case. 
That's not the case in this story. Anger had become a prison of the older brother's own making. A sense of superiority had also become his cell of his own making. Now, if we know what we must do, then we must do it. Don't look forward or back in anger. We just need to do it. And if we do the inevitable, and if we do, the inevitable process will, I guess, begin where we have to face the consequences of our actions and indeed our failure to act. Sometimes sorry seems to be the hardest word, as we've heard already. It's commonly known that the message of God calls us away from hedonism. But few realise that it also condemns self-righteous moralism as well. There's a clear distinction between the message of God and religious moralism. We need to be open afresh to the fact that the message of God is something very different from religion. Followers of Jesus are called to be people of good character. Our insistence on proving that we're right, however, is nearly always an indication that there has been some point of collapse. So let me ask us this morning, has a friendship or relationship turned a corner and we feel anger and superiority towards somebody else? The moment that we recognise that God's desire, his purpose is for us to be in a right relationship with him and others and then act on it, well, then the more fulfilling and peaceful our lives will be. Never discard a conviction to rebuild fractured relationships. This conviction is God's prompting for each one of us, for you and I, as we engage with others. The message of Christ is for our will and our conscience, not for the head, but for the heart. So when you next look in that bathroom mirror, who will you see? Will you see what you want to see or what God sees? When you look in that bathroom mirror next, who will you see? Let me pray for us all. Father God, we ask that we would not be people who are so full of anger that we cannot respond to you or to others. Forgive us if we have a sense of moral superiority that we shouldn't have. Lord, we've recognised afresh today that not only do you guide us away from a hedonistic lifestyle, but you also condemn a super moralistic lifestyle too. Help us to be real with ourselves, because when we can be real with ourselves, we can be honest with you and we can respond well to others. So help us, we pray, in all of our lives, in faith and love and life and work, in our relationships. Bring your healing, we pray, and may we live as the sort of people you designed us to be. Hear our prayers, we ask. Amen.
<laughs> Thank you for that, Andrew. Uh, very, very thought-provoking. Lots of things to think about. I think um, the image that caught my attention was the idea of uh, looking in the mirror and kind of seeing, thinking you know yourself and see yourself. And uh, But that can be, your impression of yourself can be completely uh, different from God's uh perception of you and your God's love for you as you are uh, but sometimes we I think we delude ourselves a little bit about uh, this need to identify anger and this need to say sorry and this need to rectify damaged relationships and I think the phrase that really caught my attention was uh, one that you said about the elder brother um, and you said anger had become the prison of his own making and I wonder whether sometimes uh, well, I know for certain that it happens for me. And I think I, I'd also like to introduce a, 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 an idea of sometimes when we think about anger, we think it is simply that you have red rage. You kind of go off the dial. You jump off the deep end. Uh, I've done that. Do do that. Uh, but then there's the other kind of anger, which is just this um, uh, cold anger, if you like, that it's just deep and resentment and it's hidden. And I just, sometimes we don't acknowledge that. We look in the mirror and think, I'm not hot, ragey, angry, but we don't acknowledge that we've got a shed load of other stuff going on, which because it's not out uh, and because it's inside, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't attend to, we don't, we don't acknowledge. And uh, then just wonder why our relationships with uh, other people are a bit broken and our relationship with God is a bit out of sync as well. So, um, uh, what, what's your take on different takes of different yeah. types of anger and the, and kind of dealing with that in order to apologise? I mean, I think there's a number of things there. The first thing is, I don't know who you see when you look in the mirror in the morning, Jane, but yeah, I, because I knew I was going to say that this morning, I I, I paid particular attention uh, when I was uh, in the bathroom this morning, and I realised how much I look like a cross between two of my uncles, one from one side of the family and one from the other. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, you know, you suddenly see those family resemblances. And I think, if I'm honest, my character reflects those two uncles as well um, in many ways that I know I can be, I can. Certainly when I was young, I used to get, when I was very young, I used to get really angry about things. Hmm. Um, and... Uh, I think it's learning, I think it's being self-aware, and that's why I said that, asked that question about self-awareness. Mm. Um, I think if you are genuinely self-aware, at least you can see those signs. Mm. And I think the older I get, I can clearly see those signs that are going to set me off. And, mm. and I think, I, well, like, like most of us, you learn how to read those, or we should do, mm. and, and check ourselves. But there are different kinds of anger. I mean, as I said in 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 the in the converse in the chat, uh, in the in the the talk, you know, Jesus was angry, mm. but it was appropriate to the context. Mm. And the problem is, we often will claim that we're being this is righteous anger, mm. and that worries me seriously because mm. that's often an excuse. It's like mm. a a plaster when you cut your finger, you're only covering over what's underneath. Mm. And uh, but often people who claim, oh, I'm just being, you know, self-righteous anger or godly anger or things mm. like that, that worries me seriously mm. because mm. that's often, you know, a, a cover-up for something else. Mm. 
I think one of the things that anger can often do is it can affect our relationship with other people and with God. And if that isn't dealt with, if sorry isn't said genuinely, mm. then that can affect that relationship maybe for the rest of those people's lives. And I think that's, that's very sad. And I don't mean that in a patronizing way. I, I genuinely mean that. Because broken relationships like that really affect us. Mm. My guess is if we're honest, each one of us has at least one relationship like that mm. that has gone sour for some reason. There's anger and or superiority perhaps has played mm. a part. Um, and sorry does seem to be the hardest word. I don't know if, if anybody's engaged with that. I think Alan has. I don't know if we can put that up on the screen there it is uh, sorry is so hard because of pride he's absolutely right having to admit that you're wrong in front of others and being humble requires a lot of support and love for alan as usual has come up with a superb comment and uh, he's absolutely right you know pride is when i think of of uh, of, of one particular context pride was the issue there Mm. where this person stopped engaging with mm. various people in their family for the rest of their lives mm. and it sure pride mm. so i think uh, alan is absolutely right i don't know if we've got any other comments there uh, that relate to that why doesn't everyone else see life my way says uh, our friend mr rotherham um oh, he's also yeah there we go um and i think that's also a very insightful comment mm. what do mm. you think, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes when you, you, I like the distinction between righteous anger and kind of like our individual egotistical anger. And I think the righteous anger is a completely separate category and it's right to kind of go, Jesus was rightfully angry about things. And at times, uh, you know, we're, we're rightfully angry about things, you know, like we, we do get angry about injustices in the world and inequality and poverty and racism and all of those different things. They, they make some of us more angry than others. But when it comes down to our, our individual selves and our, and our relationships, I think it's just much more tricky, tricky, thin, thin ice, really. And I think... Um, that observation about pride is just—it's just the nub of it. We—we kind of tend to think we're right. Uh, I certainly know that sometimes when I'm in an argument, I think I've got the moral high ground. I'm right, and then I conduct myself in such a way that by the end of the argument, if I had the moral ground, I certainly haven't got it anymore. And it's just that—that that idea of of kind of. But you know that you've damaged the relationship. You know that that needs sorting out, and. Um, you know that the easiest way to do that is to come to your own senses and kind of kind of, kind of and work it out what has made you so angry that, that then you can start to to kind of consider the other person's point of view and can consider how you might remedy and resolve that that relationship because it's always uh, in the prodigal son uh, parable it's always the father is always always wanting to to restore that relationship and i think kind of saying sorry, putting aside pride, all of that sort of stuff. The motivation for it, I think, is that you want you want that relationship back. You want it yes. to be good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in, in, in this, this amazing little story that we're getting so much out of, um, you know, I keep going back to say that Dickens said this was the greatest short story ever written, and I can see why every week as I, as I yeah. open it up again. I think, wow, he's absolutely right. Yeah, I'm waiting um, to get bored, but I'm not. I think no, it's I know. I know. Um, 
but I'm interested in the fact that the elder brother did take this anger and this this super, superiority that mm. stopped him being able to forgive his younger brother mm. and also affected his relationship with his mm. father. Mm. And I think that's a warning sign for all mm. of us. Now, mm. I don't want to get down on everyone. I'm Hopefully I'm one of the last people that want to do that. I'm, I tend to be more of a, a glass half full person. Mm. Um, but there is some. There are some. Sometimes when we have that quiet space, when we're looking in the mirror, shaving or putting makeup on or whatever it is that we do, and maybe that's when we be really honest with ourselves, um, mm. in a good way, as well as mm. a, a way that checks us. I think Denise has put uh, an interesting coming up uh, comment up. So it's quite a lot, but it's really helpful. Um, it's very hard to understand that others see things differently. When I was younger, I thought that my way was the right way. Obviously, that was wrong, and I've learned to put myself in other people's shoes where possible. Sorry is a hard word to say, but it is important to do so in order to be in a right relationship with others. Denise, you're absolutely right. That's a really honest uh, reflection. Uh, I think, that I don't know if there's some other comments that I haven't uh, uh, seen yet. I don't know if anything, oh, hello, my wife's put something up. I think it's interesting, I think she might say something about me here. I have to be careful. <laughs> Oh, yes. I think it's interesting that sorry is so hard to say, but when you do say sorry, generally the outcome is so releasing. And if accepted by those to whom it is directed, the relationship mm. is deep. And perhaps you ought to comment on that, Jane, rather than me. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, which is... Uh, yeah, I'm just, I agree. I think, I think it's always on our part to try and take the initiative... You know, if we've if we're the people that need to say sorry, then let's crack on and do that. Yeah. Um, um, but if you've said sorry and the other person then isn't kind of hasn't quite got it, hasn't quite understood uh, your apology, or hasn't possibly seen that there's any real need to apologise, then I think it's still like before God, you you kind of you've you've endeavoured to restore the relationship. But when the, when there's a meeting of minds. It is very freeing, and it's you're known and you're you're loved for it. I mean, it's a phrase that I often use, and you may even have heard me say this, Jane, before. That we can't be responsible for somebody else's actions mm. or emotions. Mm. So we can be responsible for is our own. Mm. And uh, sometimes we need to reach out to people. It's mm. tough when mm. they don't reach back. Cecilia and Angela have both put. A couple of really helpful comments up firstly cecilia oh angela has said we need to be able to give people who aren't sorry yes and yeah so there's a lot of depth in that and wisdom yeah. here's another one from cecilia sorry is more than just a word absolutely it I, has to it has to affect our actions and our character yeah. doesn't it and i think that's really interesting because i think sometimes you can say sorry really glibly or to get the other person off the back or to to kind of put a sticking plaster over something that's much yeah. more deep um, but it is revealed in people's actions and I think sometimes some people find it really hard to articulate and say sorry but actually their 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 actions reveal that they are and that, that they've they've kind of stepping out and and being different final comment is comes from Andy again and he talks about timing here <laughs> Timing to say sorry can be important. Sometimes people you have hurt may need some space and time. What do you think about that, Jane? Mm. Uh, 
yes. I, I, yeah, I think sometimes you just, the other, both people can feel pretty bruised and misunderstood and um, it's just tricky sometimes and I think it does need time and it does need space. Um, but in, you know, in days, two or three days' time, I can only speak for myself. If I've said sorry to somebody or somebody said sorry to me, I kind of carry it around for a bit. I have to work it through. Uh, but then give me a couple of days, I'm fine. Good. Well, Jane, thank you for that. You're going to bring some notices in a second. But I just yeah. want to say a, a thank you to Henry, who's been putting up those comments. Yeah. Forward. And those of you that know Henry uh, will know that he's a bit of a, a techie young man. So, Henry, thank you very much yeah. for us out there, Jane. Uh, you've yeah. got some messages for us. Yeah. Hopefully there's slides going up at the same time to these. And uh, But just a big thank you to Henry as well. I really appreciated that. So uh, next Sunday uh, we continue uh, the series of The Extravagant God. I think we might be looking at redefining emptiness. Yes, we are. Um, so please uh, join us then. Um, I'd like to uh, mention the Wednesday night online communion. Uh, at 7.30. Those of you who receive church emails will have the Zoom details there, access those there. Um, then, as I said before, we've got the food bank. Uh, Sunday, Monday and Wednesday, between 10 and 11, please come in and deliver all those spare dry goods that you have. Um, if you would like to give to the church, um, uh, in order to facilitate our work in the community, uh, please use the following text facility. So to donate £5, text LRBC to 70970. And to donate £10, text LRBC to 70191. Or you can give online at www.lrbc.org.uk forward slash give. And then finally, after the service is finished, please, uh, church folk, if you've got the access details on the email, the Zoom number, please join us directly afterwards in the Zoom chat coffee room. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, well, Jane, I just want to say thank you for co-hosting this morning. It's uh, been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Not at all. Steve's doing other things, so it's always good to involve mm. others. So, uh, and you always bring a cheery smile. So thank you very much uh, for doing that. Uh, there's all sorts of messages going to pop up here. Are you going to say something about these, Jane? Do you know what? Uh, I can't. It's about liking and subscribing. Okay. And if you're able to do that in the various social media platforms that you're, you're using, uh, do that and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and like things and all that sort of thing. That just really helps us in all sorts of different ways. So thank you. Let me pray for us all. And then uh, we're going to finish uh, with a song at the end. Let's pray. Father God, we just ask that you would help us this week to be people who seek to follow you with all of our lives. We recognise that sometimes we're not always the people that you would like us to be. Help us to recognise that before you. Help us perhaps this week to make an effort to restore a relationship that isn't quite what it should be. Help us perhaps to really gird ourselves and be able to say sorry to somebody. Uh, Lord, we just ask that you would help us to be the people you called us to be. And wherever we are today, whether uh, we're in Africa, uh, whether we're here in the UK, whether we're in Australia or other parts of the world that some of us watch from, 
whatever the weather, whether it be snow or sunshine, help us to experience and take advantage of your creation. We thank you for it. So bless us all, we ask this week and always. Amen. Have a great week, folks.